truly, I am so excited about this interview. You know how I've said that about all the other guests that I've had on this show? Well, it was a lie. It was, it was flattery. It, was, it wasn't real. It wasn't authentic. For this interview, I truly am <laughs> excited because with me in studio is, is a, an irrepressibly unique individual. A man I've, I've been lucky enough to know for quite a long time. Quite a long time. We'll, we'll, we'll mess with dates and years later. Uh, but it's Dave Schmidt. And he is was our music teacher, our singing teacher in acting school. John, you have something to say? Nope. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Magical. He was reaching for the mic. So, hello, Dave Schmidt. Hello. Yeah, look you? at that. Listen to that voice. Listen to that voice. So, <laughs> you, you know, you are a pedagogue. Is that the word? That is what I am. <laughs> I'm a pedagogue. <laughs> pedagogue. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying there is one who teaches or studies pedagogy, which is the art and science of teaching singing, yes. of vocal performance. Yes. Am I on the money here? You are right on. What is the etymology of pedagogy? I, I, what, no clue. <laughs> yeah, I who knows? Know. <laughs> now, I don't, I, 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 I'm falling flat with uh, remembering your credentials. Are you a doctor? Do you have a master's? I what? Am a, oh, this is the best. This is the best. I have more initials behind my name than most PhDs because I'm PhD Ye ABD. You're... I'm a PhD ABD, which means all but dissertation, which means I'm fucked. All I am wait, not what? I am not a doctor. All but dissertation. All but so I did all my coursework, but I didn't do my dissertation, so I'm not a. Why PhD. didn't you do the fucking you dissertation? Because I got the job at the U, and they're like, "Why do it? You're not gonna, you know, <laughs> it's not gonna help you out." So I just didn't do it. So you're an almost doctor. Yeah, I'm an almost doctor. Almost Doctor Schmidt. Yeah. What? Yeah. Where did, okay, so where did you go to school, first of all? Where did you get your education? Undergrad, I got at like five different universities around the country because <laughs> I, I was a professional singer. So I, was getting I was going to, yeah, I kept getting a new job in a new city. So we'd go and I'd go to college for a semester. But I ended up getting everything at the U, my master's in vocal performance. And yeah. I had no idea that you were. So yeah. your life is singing vocal performance. Now we're going to go back in time. Let's go back. Go Let's back go in back time. To a magical land. Uh, 2009 or 10? 2009. I'm right. Yep. Because as like a junior, you entered my scene. Mm -hmm. and my scene. Our scene. We had a junior year acting school at the University of Utah. There was a new sheriff in town. His name was Dave, and he could sing a song, man, let me tell you. And, you know, I've always, I've always... Really liked you, bro. I've always just been, I thought you were so funny and dynamic and engaging and just a wonderful flamboyance about you. You know what I'm saying? That that's what I, that's, that's, that's what I want to ask you. You've always fascinated me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real with you, man. You go. You've always been very interesting to me because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to shoot you straight. Initially, I thought that you were gay, right? Because I was like, well, he's a singing teacher. He's very flamboyant. Then I found out that you have like 20 children <laughs> i'm like wait a minute <laughs> there it was five you can <laughs> four four oh my god but 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 this guy he he breaks every mold so just when you think that oh hack attack you're being a stereotypical fucking asshole you're being you're 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 putting him in a box you're judging the book by its cover 
No, because Dave breaks all the molds. This guy, I remember the first time, you won't remember this story, that I saw you outside of singing class. I saw you in the gym at the old field house at the U. Oh, my God. It was, it was these old Civil War barracks. It's all brick building that had been converted into the gym. It was musty. I loved it. Old, real classic iron stuff. And I see this guy in the gym, and he's in a tank. And he's swole as fuck. He's got, like, huge arms. And he's inked out. He's got tattoos all over his body. He looks like he just got out of prison. And I'm like, Dave? He's like, what's up, man? And I'm like, whoa. There goes the whole idea of, like, oh, the flamboyant Liberace-esque music teacher. No way. No way. And he's got the names of all his children, which, number many, tattooed across his back. So I'm like, what is this guy's story? What is his story? And I've wondered it for years. Now, then. <laughs> I'll tell you. My wife thought I was gay, too. Okay, yeah. very- <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, she, call, she called it artsy-fartsy. Artsy-fartsy. Basically, it was like, oh, yeah, he's flamboyant. and Okay, yeah. so, so first of all, I, I'm just going right for the throat here. How do you identify? I identify as pansexual. Pansexual. Yes. Explain that to our listeners. Uh, I'll do anybody. <laughs> that tree over there. <laughs> Didn't they used to call that trisexual? Like yeah, try I'll it. try anything once. <laughs> exactly. Pansexual. Yes. So pan is in the world, Any, yeah, all encompassing it yes. everything. It's about the human, not about the parts. Yes. Yes. So yeah. any gender. I mean, that's yeah. beyond bisexual. That's just like pansexual yeah. is like you Doesn't love the matter. world. Yeah. Anybody. The world. But is I'm, I've been married also. for 35 years, and so yes. I'm monogamous. But. Yes, so you've been married for 35 years. You have four children. So I'm like, this guy, it suddenly went from like, you know, that image I had of you to like macho man, macho, macho man. I want to be a macho man. (laughs) And I was like, wow, this guy. I want to be a macho man. Exactly. So let's go back to how you met Shali. That's really funny. Your wife, Shali, you married 35 years? 36 years. That's insane. No, she just told me last night, 37. I don't know. (laughs) Fuck. It's tough. You believe what she tells you. Yeah. Now, so when you met her, uh, so how did your dynamic evolve? And I love the story of how you met. I love this. And your first date, it's really funny. How did all this come about? And what she thought she passed you off as, oh, this guy's gay. (laughs) How did it, how did the interest grow from there? How did you uh, prove her wrong? <laughs> well, first off, we met on our Mormon mission in Paraguay, South America. Yes. She got off that we were going to sing together. And uh, so we met singing, you know, and we're both singers. So we met singing, never knowing each other. And then we came back after the mission, obviously, and got together. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was great. But That's the she, Yeah. I mean, there's there's a huge, there's a whole nother podcast but, in that. <laughs> but in that, I know, it's a huge story. Yeah, it's a huge story. But anyways, yeah. And then we, you know, she just has always accepted me for being, yeah. she likes the, she likes the crazy, the, <laughs> I've given her very well decorated houses. I love to shop. You know, I mean, I've given all her the stereotypic shit. You've that, gave her four yeah, children. Four children. I've done both. I've done everything a woman could dream a of. Jack of all trades. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm a nice guy. I'm a fucking nice guy. And so, you know. And you're a great dresser. I got to yeah, say, you're yeah. a great dresser. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's impeccable fashion. I'm like, totally yeah. gay, right? <laughs> but totally not. Like, totally, like, like yeah. all these things point to yes. And then all these things point to totally not. Totally no. Totally yeah. straight. So I was always like, Dave. And I never knew how to ask you, oh, ask so you funny. straight. But so because everybody, I mean, I, I, it's kind of my thing is I love to confuse people. I like people. <laughs> I like people to can be to be confused by me. And they're like, right? What's going on there? Well, it's yeah. not my fucking business. Why well, come up to you? Hey, excuse me, Dave, <laughs> Professor. How do you identify? Like what? 
like who would who would have the moxie to do that? Yeah. That, that that's very presumptuous. Uh, but as I've gotten to know you more over the years. Jason would just rather presume and tell everybody that you're gay yeah. as opposed to ask you if you are or not. Uh, yeah, no, I never did. Oh, that Dave Schmidt, gay as a maypole, right? <laughs> no, no way. No. Uh, but, you know, so this is interesting. What makes you even more interesting? So you grew up Mormon. No, I grew up Catholic in New York. What I you, converted what? to Mormonism. Tell me about that. So, I mean, this is great. He grew up in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. But we got to talk about all the places he's lived, too. Because he went to high school in Wyoming. Cody, Wyoming. No, Casper. Casper, Casper Wyoming. Wyoming. Casper, Wyoming. My dad wanted to be a cowboy, so he moved us from <laughs> Buffalo to Casper. I was a little ballet dancer my whole life. And my dad. No, serious. Yeah, my dad moved us to Casper, Wyoming. We went We went to, because where did you go? You And you did a year of school, of college, of college in Wyoming. Yeah, Casper College. Casper College, because yeah. we went to Elko for my bachelor party. Yeah. And the guy that owns this sports bar and he owns a couple other businesses had gone to Casper College and they started talking. Oh, God, it was and great. Da- and there's Dave, you know, your flamboyant dancer boy. Um, talking to this cowboy, and they're both reminiscing about oh, yeah, Casper uh, College yeah, well, yeah. and uh, just having a good old time. Yeah. Make a man out of you yet, boy. Yeah. So, so what, your dad was scared. He's like, oh, what's happening to Dave? I got to take him to Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I, I dabbled in Mormonism for a little while, and then I was so like, oh, So how is it that you, you, were found, you found yourself on a Mormon mission in Paraguay meeting your future wife? Because I joined the church in Casper because our family was really messed up, and so the church kind of like brought they, us they together. Gotcha. Yeah, they, they got gotcha. you. They got us. They got us. And so I went on this Mormon mission. Unbelievable. And, you got yeah. baptized everything. You became yeah, Mormon. Did the whole thing. And I was... Drank man, the I Kool-Aid. Was, you know how I'm, I'm like a professor and I'm an organized person yes. and I love order. Yeah. And so a mission was the best thing I ever did because it's I... Like going I, to the army it without, is, without going to the it army. It is like being in the army, you've got to follow the rules and I'm a rules kind of guy in most parts of my life. So I'm a rules kind of guy. So it really worked for me. No yeah. way. And what? You and I learned Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Look at this guy. I didn't understand you spoke English, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm not, not familiar with yeah. that phrase. So I what? met Shali, and then, you know, we just, uh, she stepped, I'll tell you a story. It's, it's, she stepped off the bus. We went out to greet them because they were late because the bus system there is like in yeah. Italy where you never know when it's going to show up. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And uh, she stepped off the bus, and I was like, that's the girl I'm going to marry. It was the no weirdest thing. It was the way. weirdest thing, yeah. I wrote it in my journal. I've got it. In my journal. You're kidding me. I wrote it in my journal, and then we came back, and we got together. We got married three months after our first date. So that's the Mormon way. Back. That's that is the Mormon. That's the pace. Because you can't have sex. You got to get you married. Gotta to have do sex. something. Yeah. Right? So we got married. Three so how months, was it? And now thir- it was. <laughs> oh, it was great. And so now you know, thirty-seven years later. <laughs> oh yeah, it's still great. Wait, wait. So when did you start cranking out kids? This is crazy. So, you, so we you, had our first kid after a year and a half. So you just did not wait. You like nine went. months. I got a job in Nashville, singing in Nashville, dancing actually in Nashville. Like Grand Ole Opry stuff. Yeah, Grand Ole Opry, and <laughs> I was the backup dancer of the. Talk about, I mean, this is where, this is where I find that a lot of, this is where the stereotypes really do it wrong because you look at athletes, right? And athletes, everybody kind of forgets people like Mikhail Baryshnikov. The things that that guy could do were amazing. And if you don't count him and as an athlete, 
I just think you're living in another world. You're living in the backwoods of 1920. I have a really interesting story about that because I wanted to take ballet since I was a little boy. And in Buffalo, my dad's like, no, son of mine's going to be a faggot. And so he wouldn't let me take ballet. And then my mom, the Bolshoi, came to Buffalo. And for their anniversary, my mother made him go to the Bolshoi. And he came back and he said, David, I told this at his funeral last year. He said, David, you can take ballet. Those guys are better athletes than I've ever seen in my yeah. life. And that's when I got to start. I was like nine years old and I got to start taking dance. But this is where Dave is a real badass. So he taught, you know, he's dancing in Nashville and you have to be able to, he's telling me the story. You have to be able to kick your leg right to your knee, to your head. Yeah. Right. Kick your face. We call it. You got to kick your kick face. your face. And Dave pulls his hamstring, Oh, pulls his hamstring, but cannot quit. Please continue the story. I'm telling the whole thing. Yeah, so. I, I didn't warm up because we were at an MR, we were at a ultrasound for our first child, and so I didn't warm up before the show. <laughs> I, I, I told the stage manager, I'm like, I'm going to be there right at showtime. Have the dressers ready. Get me in my costume, and I'm going to go on stage. And literally, it was like on the costume. Music starts, and I was in the first act. Whoa! And I went out. This is during performance. This is during performance, not rehearsal. All right, Nuriev, what do you do? And so this for the crazy. first kick line, it was a course line kick line, which is only course line is only just a tear chest. And then we had a Hello Dolly kick line, which was to your face and a, and a main. Like a can-can so girl. The third one, yeah, the third one, I hadn't warmed up. I just went on stage. And so the third kick line, I went out and I pulled my hamstring and finished the show and uh, and then finished the season. And I what, still... How long was that? How oh, my, nine months. What type yeah. of... What, what type of agony were you in the rest it of that show? It was horrible. It was horrible. Did it but affect you, your performance? No. What no. a man. No. NFL players don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, like I, it was a contract. I, NHL I had to feed, players don't do that. Yeah, I had to feed my, you know, my kid. So oh my yeah, so God. I yeah. Tell Anyways, it's still kind of. I still have a on that right side. It's still a little bit. No, it's still like yeah. It's Did, not as well, flexible as the left side. Hold on, was was there a serious injury there? Did it tear oh, I'm sure there was. I don't know. You I never looked. I at never it? looked at it. It oh was. My God. Just had to rub dirt on it, walk it off. <laughs> right. He's got like uh, like we were talking about before this, no insurance, no time to tell. Yeah, I did go to Casper College. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, bucking rodeo. Yeah, no, I just, I mean, right there, and, and then yeah. you talk about how Buffy is and has physique. I mean, yeah, you could have played. I mean, for the <laughs> NHL football, I mean, you just have that physique. But he was. Oh, you guys are so nice. You know, you, you know who you remind me of, and I'm serious. You strike me as a Patrick Swayze type because Patrick yeah. Swayze Same thing. danced yeah. ballet. Yeah. But he was the son. He was the son of a tough Texas cowboy. He was a born and bred Texan. Um, if you knew him, he was Buddy. Yeah, with his friends, he went by Buddy, and because he was his dad's little buddy, little yeah. Texas, and like he was a cowboy, he was a tough guy, he was the son of a tough guy. But he went and danced like major ballet yeah. in New York, yeah. and then. He became the tough guy of the movies, but that's why he can move so beautifully in Dirty Dancing. Ghost. Yeah. Look, at the, look how that guy moves. So you're a Patrick Swayze type. You're yeah. both. Yeah. He moves really well in Roadhouse. <laughs> yes. you say so. Yes. Like, God. not just the fighting, but he, when he's doing his Tai Chi in the morning, yeah. and it's like the, the guy had flow. He understood movement. You understand yeah. movement. Yeah. So you're, yeah, you're, you're our local Patrick Swayze. So <laughs> what I want to know is how, so you're the son of a, of a tough guy. Like, no son of mine's going to be a faggot, right? Yeah. Yeah. How did, you come out to him. Did you ever come out to him in any sort of way? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, everyone, and what, and what did that, what did that look everyone like? Everyone in my family knows that I'm what I am. Yeah. No one, no one in my life actually doesn't know that I'm what I am. Yeah. Um, I have a daughter who's bi. I have a son who's trans. We're, yes, we're yes. a very open family. We're, I'm open with anybody because I feel if we're not open, we're not helping anybody. We're not, you know, you're not, right. there's, people can't come to you if they don't know that you 
will accept them. So I always, I've always been open. And my parents, you know, it's fine. I got married and had kids, so my mother was fine with it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. There's proof. You know, there's proof yeah, my brother who's gay, it's like, well, try a woman and you might like it. <laughs> you know, no. So, you know, it's fine. But yeah. What kind I of, just, what did that conversation look like with your dad? Where you're like, dad? Oh, my dad um, was cool as no way. Oh, my dad was so awesome. So the he was time. some oppressive, like, no, no, he this? wasn't. He was great. Oh, good, good. That's, yeah, he was always really super supportive and, and supportive of, you know, my child and my children and his grandchildren. Yeah. And, you know, he was always a great guy. That, that's, yeah. Oh, it, man, and that takes, lucky. that takes guts to be where he's from Buffalo and in that right. oppressive relate, you know, that place. So, yeah. So, I mean, going back to your dad. So what was he in Buffalo? What was his job there? What he was, was a factory worker. He was a steel worker. He's a steel worker. And so he wanted to get us out of that mentality. And that's another reason we moved to Wyoming because he started his own business in Wyoming. So it was, was it was partly to be a cowboy. He did. (laughs) It was, it was the beginning of cellular phones. If he had stuck with it, he would have been a billionaire. (laughs) It was like a new thing. Like we had the big cell phones. Who goes out to Wyoming to start a cellular phone business? It wasn't expected to take off. In 1977. Yeah, it was the big gigantic ones, you know. Yeah, the bricks. Yeah, the bricks. The bricks. Yeah, the World huge. War II. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he went out to do that. And... <laughs> or like the Vietnam, yeah. like the radio was a backpack, yeah. you know, Vietnam War. You had to have two people. You had to have two people to do the cell. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Crank the crank. And... Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, but he was a great guy. He he just died last summer. Of, yeah, I remember. He just, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty. It's a tough It wasn't one. shocking. It was tough, but he'd had cancer forever. So it was I, like better that he. I texted uh, you. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks. I, I yeah. saw that. We were like, waiting oh. for it to happen, and it, it did, and it was great. I mean, it was time. He was so ready. And we were all ready. He had paperwork all set up. Everything was set. Oh, I mean, it was really, yeah, he'd been sick for years. That's so. so good. He was supportive. You made this really great Instagram post the other day. It was during Pride Week, and we had a great parade here. Yeah. And you were there, and your post moved me. You said, um, something like I had tears in my eyes today. I never had this kind of support uh, growing up. Yeah. So what did that lack of support look like growing up in Buffalo, growing up in Wyoming? Did you have to be secretive? I had to be secretive like on the outside, but with my group of friends, because I was a, I was a singer. I, my first yeah. job in the business was at 16. I was an, I worked at a, I worked at a, I was a singing waiter at a restaurant in Wyoming at a Hilton. They started this really nice new Hilton and they had a, it was called Center Stage Restaurant, and it had a stage, and we would serve tables for forty-five minutes, and then do a show. Like dinner theater, and yeah, dinner theater. And so I got hired in Casper, in Casper, Wyoming, at the a Hilton, singing... a singing waiter. That was my first job. <laughs> what would you sing? Yeah, you No, no, no. We would do group numbers and and staged scenes, and then you had to do like two solos during the night. <laughs> that you were required to do between waiting on like your vaudevillian tables. what yeah. was it what, no it stick? was it was like it was like musical theater shows like, like i learned all my musical theater rep at that theater oklahoma yeah oklahoma, everything had to be all huge it was 76 so you know we only had oklahoma <laughs> and music we band. only had we oklahoma, had oklahoma. <laughs> south <Yeah>. pacific <laughs> yeah oh, i mean man. a little bit of hair had been out a while so you know. well that was that heavy music yeah, the dangerous right? way read the room in casper i don't know yeah. about that hair yeah oh my so God. anyways with that group i was out it was great that was and it was the 70s so there was a lot of shenanigans there. yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not like hell. it's not like you were some anomaly no when did you know that that uh, what's the word? Oh, I'm different. Like, when did you know? Oh, from the time I was a little kid, I knew I was different from all the other guys yeah. at school. Always knew I was different. And I ran into, uh, on Instagram, ran into one of my friends from that time. What? And he goes, so did you always feel different? And I was like, yeah. When we lived in New York, you just felt, 
you know, any kid mm-hmm. feels different, I think. But you really felt on the outside of things and always wow. knew it. I mean, I never, I never had a thought that I was anything but what I was. Like you knew you had attraction to some men. You knew you had attraction to women. You yeah. Knew, you just knew you liked the women. I just knew I was different. Different. Yeah, from but the boys. Did yeah. it panic you, or were you at peace with it? You're like, oh, I was totally oh, cool okay. the whole time. It was other people that are the problem. Yeah, That's yeah. the problem with everybody. It's yeah, the other people right. that are the problem. It's not us. Mm-hmm. If you're good with yourself, you're gonna make it, my man. But if you know, it's the other people on the outside that don't that have the problem. What problems did you ever have? Did you ever have a situation? Did you? Oh ever... God, I got beat up and pushed in lockers what all happened? the time. What happened? All the time. Always because of chased. the difference. Oh yeah, they sensed in you. Oh yeah. What's your worst story? What happened? Um, I got chased with a knife in Buffalo. What the hell? Yeah, by a gang of guys. And I had my Trom fucking bone. <laughs> <laughs> Start at the beginning, Dave. Okay, so I went to Aurora Middle School in, in, in Aurora Middle School in Lancaster, Wyoming. Or Lancaster, New York. And uh, these these guys, I caught, I went into the bathroom to go to the bathroom in the middle of like English class. I don't know, I just asked to go to the bathroom. And I went to the bathroom, came back. And the teacher said, you smell like smoke. And I'm like, I don't smoke. I wasn't smoking in the bathroom, even though I did smoke. Um, and so he goes in the bathroom and this gang of kids is, in the bathroom smoking because it was 1974 you know yeah, 1973 yeah. and he and they got expelled from school and so then they thought i was the one that went and turned him in and so they chased me every day after school with their knives and i had my trombone you know i had to run home with my trombone because that was my instrument that i played in you know junior high so i'm running home in the snow uphill both ways in my paper shoes <laughs> Poor little match girl with the trombone. I know, seriously. In my fucking paper shoes. With the sun beating down on me in the middle of a blizzard. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. What was his name? His name was Philip something. Philip, I don't even remember anymore. But yeah, oh it was, that was terrible. So when we moved to Wyoming, I was kind of like, oh, shoot. But they were chasing you because they thought you were a rat fink, not because yeah, they're like, not, he's a faggot. No, but then in fashion. Wyoming, you know, uh, I'm Mr. Flamboyant, and that uh, didn't go over well in no. Wyoming at all. I, but I had a good group of friends in the theater department. Yeah. And, you know, I, How old were you at this time in Wyoming? We were. I was 15. Like high school. You're in high school. Yeah. No, last, ninth grade, but it was still junior high there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But yeah, ninth grade. This is crazy. Yeah, Wyoming. It's crazy. That's like that's like a <laughs> that's a yeah. dangerous situation finding yourself that in Wyoming. Like you keep yeah, shutting the wraps, right? It's an yeah. instinct. Yeah. But here you but nowadays, I mean, man, the climate is, is so oh changed. Oh my god, these kids are so lucky. You know, hey. they're they're not lucky. They're we paved the way. I mean, literally, yeah. you know, when, when you get these young guys who are all all these old guys, you know, they, they start dissing their age, they have ageism and they're dissing the old guys. They're like, wait, mm. we've paved your way to yeah. hold hands and walk. You know, at the, you were talking about the parade. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't, it was actually a march. And, march, sorry. And Shalina, my wife, we carried the flag, the gigantic, you know, pride mm-hmm. flag. And that's what made me cry is like, here I am walking down the street carrying a pride flag and people are cheering, cheering, cheering in Salt Lake City for us. As, and I was just bawling. I was like, oh, my God, you know, uh, finally. And I'm marching, you know, for my kids and for myself. And, uh, you know, and people are cheering. And you're like, oh, my God, finally. You know, it, not all people, but this gigantic group of people is accepting people for who they are. How far has that yeah. come? That's insane. Oh, my God, it's crazy. That never happened in the 70s. Are you no kidding? way. Everyone was in the closet. No way. Or you think of kind of like what well, I always think the... There's Martin Luther King for civil rights, yeah. and there's Cesar Chavez for worker rights, and there's Harvey Milk yeah. for gay rights. Totally, but yeah, you know, but martyr just like King, yeah, right, yep. you know, uh, gunned down in the '70s, yeah, uh, but guys like that paving the way. I mean, we got Harvey Milk Boulevard is 900 South here yeah. in Salt Lake. I know it's cool, you know, which is really cool. So, you talk about your kids, and some of them have come out. How how what did that look like? So you have you say you have a a, a transgender. 
Uh, I have a transgender born as a child, born as a boy, yeah. is transitioning. Actually, is non-binary. 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 How did they come to you with that? <laughs> and, 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 yeah, I want that story. Yeah, it's it's great because in our family, I was always like, one of my boys, come on, be a flamboyant, <laughs> be a fam- flamboyant gay kid. Oh, you so wanted I could, it. Yeah, I was you like, yeah, it. come on. You're too much over my life. How come you're both straight? Ugh. I was like, no, come on. And then, uh, yeah. This, my youngest child came out as trans and we were like, we just loved him. I mean, we just, yeah. you know, they were here visiting last week and it was, it was beautiful. Oh, it was, it was last week this happened? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, they, no. what are you talking about? No, they came to visit last how, how, week. How'd they tell you? How'd they, how'd they like, dad? <laughs> they called on the phone. Dad, guess what? Yeah, literally, like, because we talk on the phone all the time. We're yeah, really yeah. close to our kids. Yeah, you wait We're tight. lucky, and, you know, our kids like us and we like them. You got your, their names tattooed on your Oh, I've got every, all my tattoos that. are about the kids. In oh, fact, my my three three of us have the same tattoo. It's roses. Yeah, they're roses yeah, for the yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, That's so good. So, yeah. uh, and obviously this went it went over well. You're, you're just, oh yeah, I'm happy for you. Yeah, we just you know, yeah we just full support. Loved them like we love. Hey, so you know, when our other son came to us and said he's getting married, yay! That's great. We love you. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I love it. I love it. So you're now. How has uh, Corona affected you with your singing? So you you teach from home. You they come here. They come here, but we did the entire year on Zoom. So, so what? what? It was crazy. The first couple months were nuts. I always like to ask this question, like to people, like, "How did you survive the pandemic?" You are a pedagogue, a pedagogist. I'm used to teaches singing. He 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 uh, on on staff. He has a a pianist. That's a pianist. Uh, a pre- professional piano accompanist, you can say, comes to the house. They play. They do. They do voice lessons of on 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 power and pitch and everything. The whole the, the whole thing. A pojo, more power. Yeah. And you know how the hell do you do all that over over Zoom? We learned really fast. It was crazy. It's it was adapting. a big transition. Nats, the National Association of Teachers of Singing, had a ton of you know, workshops on how to do it really fast. It's called gnats, <laughs> like the bug. Oh yeah. God, these yeah. gnats are driving me crazy. <laughs> oh, they do drive me crazy. But um, anyways, we just learned really fast. And it's actually, we learned a lot during that time that we're putting into our studios now. Yeah. You know, we couldn't play the piano for them the whole time because of the delay. You had to play the pitch and they had to repeat it. Oh, so everybody's a better singer this year God. because of all having, we, they didn't have the benefit of the piano right there in the room. So everyone's pitch is better now. Everybody's gotten, you know, it was a... They have a better actually, ear. Yeah, they have a way better ear. So we're keeping, that, we're keeping that in our studios now and making them work... Harder. You know, harder. That's crazy. Instead of, you know, letting Here's them, your company yeah. and begin. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, it's been great. Look at it's, you. So yeah, how, you, I mean... You gotta... In a situation like that, at the university, we did this too. I... I, I worked with my vocal staff and I'm like, we got to come out of this better than we went in or the students aren't getting an education and that's Mm -hmm. our job is to educate. So we're going to come out of this better than we started. And how are we going to do that? And we sat down and we brainstormed and we just did it. You got to come out better. You got to take the bad things that happen in life and you got to come out better. If you don't, what's it worth? You know, there's the title of our episode. (laughs) What's it worth? A bit lengthy. I don't know. (laughs) That's that. Right, so it could be come out better. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I love it. Come out better because it come is spelled C U M. Duh, duh, duh. How are you thinking of spelling it? It's a Dave Schmidt interview we're talking about here. <laughs> exactly. The, the much anticipated Dave Schmidt. You're more elusive than a slow snow leopard, man. I, I, I've been very excited to interview you. We've been talking about this for months. Let's interview Dave. Let's interview. Dave. This is amazing. That's great. Okay, so what I want to know, 
So way back in the day, uh, when you entered the scene at the U, this is 2009, 009. John, Pharaoh, and I here were, were in our uh, junior uh-huh. year of our actor training program at the University of Utah. David Schmidt here enters the scene, dynamic, funny, wildly talented. It was a breath of fresh air. It was really exciting. And, but since then, I remember... I go through the rest of the program and I became a super senior. You know, I fucked up. Yeah. I didn't pass a lot of classes I should have or didn't take the class I should have at the same time. Oh, my God. Did you fuck up or did you just take your own route? He, yeah. You, you, you yeah. carved your own path. You, you just, saw the trail through the mountains and you said, no, everybody's gone down that road. I will veer off. I will make my own path. I am a trailblazer, not a trail follower. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Two paths diverge in a wood, and I, I, I took I the took path the last traveled by, exactly. and that has made all the difference. Yes, it's true. Uh, honest, you took the third path that <laughs> wasn't even of possibility. You bushwhacked. You bushwhacked. <laughs> Listen, all metaphors aside, I took longer than yeah. I should have, but by the time I was a super, super senior, enjoying much respect, uh, the department changed with the advent of the MTP, yeah. the musical theater program i'm a graduate of the atp the actor training program suddenly the halls were filled with songbirds and all sorts of singing was going on and it the, the size of the department like quadrupled yeah you my friend you became the head of that yeah tell I, me about this this is huge the head of the musical theater program the program only specializing in well musical, musical theater, theater and musical performance yeah so, so that's huge man that's so huge i got hired Sarah Shippabotham and Sands yes. hired me. Congratulations, uh, retrospectively, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. They hired me just to teach her class to sing. You know, it was the, the mm-hmm. other singing teacher had left and they needed a new person. I went in, I had all the credentials, I had all the stuff. And anyways, I was hired to teach you all to sing and you did a great job. It was, I loved that class. That was a, that was my first class and it was the one I remember. It was, yeah, it was I, great. I'll never forget it. It was yeah. great, yeah. So anyways, Gage, the head of the program... Uh, came to me and he goes, oh, sorry, before that, Shali and I had started the Salt Lake School for Performing Arts. Mm-hmm. So we started the high school for performing arts. So we were already kind of, on, we had our own opera company. We were entrepreneurs. We kind you, of do stuff. They were, you were on the scene, We do man. shit. We do shit. So, and Shali performs in Utah Opera and yeah, all this stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, so we're, we're like performers and we were entrepreneurs because we wanted to do stuff. And anyways, Gage came and said, hey, you started the high school for performing arts. You want to start a musical theater program here at the U? And I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. And so literally Sarah, Gage, and I put the paper with Amy Okuson and put the paperwork together and we started the program. And I, this is like on here now, but the first class wasn't really musical theater majors. They were BF, they were ATP majors because we hadn't been approved by the regions of the <gasps> university. Ooh, so we you, just, you, we you. did it you stacked the because deck. we're all like, we're just like, we're going to step into this and do it. And then they approved it. And then we actually, though that class did graduate with an MTP. Um, so yeah, so I started wow. it and was the head and then we brought in other people to run it because I'm not that person. I don't want to run. I don't well, want to so, do so I just want to teach. I just want to teach. I don't yeah. want to do paperwork. Well, and two, I mean, from this, you know, going into higher education conversation, trying not to get too, too into it, but you get paid way more for the private lessons than you do. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding? I do not do the university for the money. (laughs) I do that for the students. I love that. It's all about the kids. It's all about the the kids. kids. It's teaching those kids, you know, seeing the light in their eyes when they realize what a seventh chord is and what an inversion of seventh chord is. (laughs) We're talking about the inversion of seventh chord. God. (laughs) 
Yeah. So yeah. So I keep my private studio to actually pay my bills. Yeah. Yes. But the other reason you didn't want to run it because you'd have to go for tenure. Oh too. yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to go for tenure. I just want to go and teach my class and leave. I right. got other stuff. To, I got other companies to start. And but other things to now do. you've been stuck as the. I'm the interim head this year because the head, the head of so the program titles. is going on sabbatical. So now I'm like the interim, interim head. You're back where you started. Yeah, I'm back oh, where man. I started. So. Let's talk about the big pay bump he got for oh, that. Oh, man. I am rolling in the dough. Skrilla, huh? I'm throwing it on my bed and rolling in it. Really? Yeah. You burn it to stay warm. Hundreds. Yeah. No <laughs> Pengees. <laughs> Did they make peso $100? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> thousands. It's like a twenty thousand dollar peso, or it's like yeah. gelt. You know, it's the chocolate money you play dreidel. Yeah, with. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like with the yeah. with the golden wrapper. You're like, wait, yeah. this, this is chocolate. Yeah, it's Willy Wonka. I got the golden. I've got the golden, golden ticket. ticket. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I want to know. Uh, you've been in a lot of shows across your whole life. You've really spent all, uh, your whole life uh, in this on the stage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, a, a lifetime on the stage. What uh, What's some of your favorite shows you've done? Some of the favorite performances you've done. <sighs> And then I'm going to narrow it down for you. You know, actually, I have to tell you really quickly. I did leave for about six years. I left the business for six years. <gasps> and I became a buyer for Nordstrom because I had four kids and I had to pay some bills. I'm sorry. That you, that's when your male stripper, your male yeah. stripper. Uh, <laughs> your other passion. My other passion, shopping. Shoes. So I became, yeah, I became a, sh- a buyer, a shoe buyer for Nordstrom. This guy has shoes. In San shoes. Francisco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have shoes. When I came here, you had shoes. I mean, yeah. man. They're, on, they're in my closet uh, by price point. From top to bottom, like the yeah, like the, the, girl, like the thousand dollar pair to the three hundred. Carrie from Sex and the City, right? Yeah, like exactly, shoes, completely. Right? Like her, her, yeah, her I love my shoes. OCD is shoes. Yeah. So yeah. I, le- I left. I left the business for all, but my okay. Pre- of of however old you are, minus six years. Come on, yeah. Most, <laughs> exactly. most, you're still on press, like. So, yeah. And this, you guys were in San Francisco. Yeah, that was the buyer in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, we lived I mean, there. He's been all over. Oh, I've lived. That's big league. Yeah, I've lived everywhere. Oh my god, everywhere. Shelly and I always say we've we've since we got married we met in South America and we have traveled around the world. Singing is taking you. Also, singing has taken us everywhere. I've directed opera in in Europe and where in Austria. I what? worked for a company. That's right. For four years, yeah, I worked for Oper in Oper in Park in Austria. Vienna? Vienna? No, it was in South. You lived South. in Austria for four years. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it was amazing. You didn't live there. Well, it was during this. It was a summer That's gig. Amazing. Every, for four summers, yeah, it was incredible. I remember when I was a kid, I went to the Vienna Choir Boys. Yeah, uh, they yeah. came to like a Bravenal Hall. My parents took me, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, to, you know, they're practically eunuchs, right? I mean, they're yeah. <laughs> they're amazing. No, once their voice changes, they go. Once they go through the first change of the voice they're change, they're done. They're done. You're thirteen. You're gone. They're, they're out. You're a has been. Yes. At your first pimple, you're a has been. <laughs> they're like twelve years old. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. What my am I gonna is... do with the rest of my life? Yeah, seriously, what yeah. am I going to do with the rest of my life? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. here's your severance package. Get out of here, kid. Yeah. You're nothing yeah. to me anymore, yeah. man. Yeah, so we've lived around the world. It's, it's been great. It's taking you everywhere. Yeah. So what? So what uh, are some of your favorite performances that you shows that you've been in? Oh what man. What are some of your favorite shows? That's what I'm getting. Favorite at. shows. The favorite show that I've ever directed was Avenue Q with <laughs> with Jen Barnhart, who is from Avenue Q, who is was in the original cast and helped create the show, um, and the puppets. She came here and worked with us, and that was a brilliant experience. Let and let me just tell you about another show that I loved being involved with, which yes. was Rocky Horror Picture Show oh in 2009 at the University of Utah oh with these God. two singers. Oh my God. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring up something that I've never forgotten. He uses the term singers very loosely. 
Okay, first of all, the man to my right, Pharaoh, of Hack Attack Pharaoh podcast, was none other than Frankenfurter. He oh, was the star of that God, motherfucker. He was brilliant. Tim Curry's role. This guy in, in his fishnet stockings and his mascara and his, and his afro. Oh, my God. It was brilliant. He Every night. went for it. Yeah. I was lucky enough to be Eddie, the rock star, who was violently killed by Frankenfurter. Oh, and yeah, it's Doctor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, and I'll never forget this. Um, you told me. Now, I don't know if you, you probably, fuck, you probably told us every kid, every, 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 every student. <laughs> you're but gonna be a star. You pulled me aside during rehearsal, and you're like, you have the hardest song in the show. <laughs> I had Hot Patootie. Bless my soul, I really love that rock and roll. It was such machine gun delivery singing. I had to take huge breaths and get it all out. You always said, Jason, one breath, one breath, you can do it. Huge breaths and get all the lyrics out and one big go fast. It was a really fast tempo and it took force and power and like I would just be like <gasps> catching my, thank God when he killed me on stage because I could, <laughs> I could take a break. You could your breathe. The, I don't know if you know this, Dave, but uh, every night when I would kill him, it was in the you know upstage right corner under the platform where nobody could see yeah and every night every night i would bash his brains in and then i would teabag the shit out of him i did not know that i wish every night i would like i would put my crotch right in his face just to see if i could get him to you know flinch or do something in your fist nuts and he would just be like you bastard dead right it's scrotum on my forehead <laughs> and it's so in keeping with the show but i'm like my lungs are heaving yeah oh heaving. yeah hop a tootie bless my soul i really love that rock and roll and i kept going and and uh in the the non-chorus part like i had to sing so fast it was just a tongue twister yeah and i remember you said you have the you just said to me you have the hardest song in the show so like good job you like, kept encouraging me you kept you know yeah. and you know i'd be breathing and the only time i had a break is i'd back up singers i'd be like ha patootie and then they'd come in and i'd ha patootie you know and like working the crowd and going through and i had this like bruce springsteen elvish mashup i had a pompadour i had a leather vest i had a guitar and like i loved it but my God, yeah, that was my a, only song. That's a tough one. That was my only song, and because uh, it was meatloaf. That's meatloaf. Originally, yeah, I mean, Meat, yeah, meatloaf's deal. But oh yeah. my God, every yeah. every night I'd be like, oh, I can do this because what what? Yeah, fa- songs. Uh, that was my main song. That was my swan song, my magnum opus. Before you brain me, uh, yeah, but and, and then tea bag my brains. <laughs> Brained in so many ways, so many ways. <laughs> you irreverent bastard. Uh, but but yeah, no, I have really good memories about that show. And oh, and, I do too. I still I, have good memories about that show. And I remember it, 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 a wild thing happened. I remember uh, my grandma died during that show. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, this is this is you know ten, eleven, twelve years ago. Um, my she was ninety eight. She'd been born in nineteen twelve. She oh, was God. ancient, and she was gonna die. It was it was inevitable. It was it was near the end, and I had to come to tech. It was it was, it was t- t- for all you listeners out there. Tech is like you know full dress rehearsals. You're right on the cusp of opening night, and I remember I I had to say goodbye to her, and I knew it was going to be the last time I saw her. I mean, how do you say goodbye? Like, well, bye, Grandma. Nice nice knowing you my whole life. I had to. Yeah, and, it's theater. And I, I went to tech, 
and she died. Wow. She, I think I remember that. I, I told do. you. Yeah, I, I do. I, I remember. I don't have, but I remember I, I told you, I'm like, my, yeah. my grandma's dying. I remember that. And you're like, what? Yeah. C'est la vie, right? Yeah. Such is life, as Ned Kelly says. And, uh, uh, yeah, she, but, died. she died. But there's a T-shirt. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got the T-shirt. I can't. I have rehearsal. I, you know, I, I can't. can't I, I have rehearsal. I have rehearsal. I can't be at your wedding. I have rehearsal. I can't be at your funeral. I have rehearsal. You know, it's it, when you're in, when you're in a contract. You, it's, that's you, it. it. It's your hinge, job. It it's like any, you know, you. it's like a doctor. I'm sorry, I got to go to surgery. You no, know, it's not <laughs> we, surgery. We, we go sing hot patootie. Yeah, we certainly are important, but yeah, I had a friend. Same show. I had a friend. Uh, from high school who we tried to keep in touch as best we could. And he had sent me a wedding invitation that kind of got lost in the mail. And he called me in frustration. It's like, John, are you coming to the wedding? And I was, because <laughs> for those of you that also don't know the Babcock theater, the back of the theater is also the entrance to the tech shop. And so I'd gone back into the tech shop to take this phone call while we're doing in tech, you know, and he's like, are you coming? I was like, and I'm in full fishnets. I'm in my, <laughs> I'm in my corset. <laughs> I've got my feather boa, all that stuff. And I'm just like, dude, I can't come, man. I am so sorry. I'm in the middle of the show and yeah. it's going to go for the next couple of weeks. And I haven't talked to him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I feel really bad, but yeah, I, I can't. I'm in, I'm in rehearsal. I, yeah. I think that's why like theater people are so close oh, is because we got to, we stick together because we, you got it. You go through so much and we get it. Yeah. We and get, you get it. it. Yeah. It's like we, we few, we happy few, we band of brothers, yeah. right? Like yeah. we've been in the same trenches, the same mud, mm -hmm. same blood. Yeah. And, uh, whew. Yeah. And, you gain a lot and you lose some things, yeah, right? You do. But, but, uh, well, I, I do have good memories of that. That was the only musical I was ever in. Yeah. And w remember, we had to be. Uh, everyone had to do at least one musical, remember? Yeah, you had a musical every other year at the, in those days. That was the rule. Yeah. Uh, you had to do at least one musical to go through the actor training program and that was our, our musical. Was no, because, was like Farrah was alluding to earlier, we weren't singers per se. We were actors who were also getting singing training, right? Yeah. Now, some of us in the class were more powerful vocal performers and, and had better voices oh, and, yeah. and, and could sing. Uh, but some of us, you know, so, some of us were tone deaf, tone deaf mongrels. Couldn't carry a tune, couldn't carry a pitch. Oh, trust me. Poor Alejandro. Pharaoh and I had a ton of voice <laughs> lessons. We worked on that for... I know, you know I know. He worked, he worked I remember really your, hard. Your, 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 big, your biggest yeah. problem was singing on pitch. Yeah, you know, what, but what, he did it. He, he did, did it. He and was Brandon Furter yeah. for God's sakes. Before we started rehearsal, I was. Yeah, Ooh, man. Yeah, you were scared. You think he was scared? <laughs> <laughs> You're like my career is riding on this performance. I just got this job. I can't fail. Oh God, well. <laughs> my Frankenfurter is tone deaf. What will I do? Talk through all the songs. Good. Talk singing. Yeah. Oh, I just give them the old razzle, dazzle, razzle, dazzle them. Oh, man. Yeah, that, it, it was. It was uh, I mean, this guy, Farrell here, he was Macbeth in Macbeth. Yeah, brilliant. But still, he was scared to play Frankenfurter. But your biggest role, big as in stylistically, you could be huge. And he's very good at being huge over top. It was great. Uh, 
Jim Carrey, yeah. uh, Jim Carrey esque, enormous performance, full not, of full but, of life, but not too much. I mean, no. it was always just enough. No. It was always just enough. Full of full of yeah. life, and 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 you know the crowds go nuts for that yeah. stuff. They show up, they they flick the condoms, and they have all the, there's different yeah. there's different cues, right? Where you know you we say this, and the audience or, yeah, does yeah, that, yeah. and they loved it. People would wait for us in the lobby in costumes of your character yeah. to have your autograph. It's the only yeah. show I've ever worked where I came out. And an Eddie was there, dressed as, as full Eddie with the forehead split open and everything. And he asked for me to sign his program. I, can I tell you a story about Rocky yes. Horror Picture Show? What year did the movie come out? Somebody 70 something. It was like six, 70, maybe 76, 76. Five, so uh, I was in Casper, Wyoming. I'd say I could drive because I drove myself to downtown Casper to the theater because I heard about this movie where you'd go and you it was like audience participation. And it was rated R, oh, which of shit. course... 75. Five. So it was probably 76, 77. Well, it'd have to be 77 because I was driving. So 77, I go down and I go to the theater and I'm way too young. You know, you have to be 18 to get in. But yeah. there's all these people dressed up. And I was like, oh my God, these are like, these people are amazing. So <laughs> I go with this group of people that was all dressed up and I snuck behind. I'm a little like skinny David. I was like 5'11", you know, 5'10", five, 5'11", five, five, skinny as, you know, hell. And I go and I sneak behind these people and I snuck into the theater and I sat way in the back, like stage left, uh, you know, audience right, back yeah, 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 in the yeah. back and watched the Rocky Horror Picture Show no. for the first time. I was obsessed People were throwing shit. It's taboo, and I was, and it was taboo. And they were up on the stage performing, and I, and they were in like crazy, sexy costumes. I was like, "Holy shit! What These was, are my people." What was the role that you wanted to do? Oh, I wanted to wear the corset and the fishnets. Are you kidding? Yeah. Me? <laughs> Tim Curry. Uh huh. Yeah, that was my first experience with Rocky. And then when Sarah said we were doing it, I was like, "Oh my god, I got this, a connection." This, to this brings one. back so much. Yes, for me. little. 16-year-old, 15-year-old David. What have you directed since? Uh, some of the big shows that you've directed. Uh, Avenue Q. Uh, yeah. um, oh, my God. Funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Yes. Uh, uh, Full Monty was no! amazing. You yeah. did the Full Monty? Full Monty, yeah. That's one of my favorite films. I it love was, the Full Monty. The stage show was amazing. And the I cast up, was Wait, wait, incredible. where? At the U? At the Grand. Because I saw it at the yeah. Egyptian where no. the Grand. So, so, so yeah. non-university, like just yeah, non in the real world. yeah. I love that show. Yeah. It's got a lot of heart. Yeah. Be yourself. Love who you are. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it was such a good show. And <sighs> Young Frankenstein and then operas. I'm, I kind of specialize in opera in Mozart and Bel Canto opera. Yeah, so I yeah, did yeah. a lot of Mozart in Europe. And magic and flute. And magic and, flute. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so anyways. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a ton of shows. I Versatile as so fuck. Much. Yeah. How do you stand being yourself? It's so hard, man. That's crazy. <laughs> There's only a few more things I want to talk about because it's getting late and we're taking up your time. Um, the next order of business, yeah, you're right. Let's talk about these calves. Yeah. So, uh, you know, <laughs> look, I got a proclivity for calves. Yes, you do have a proclivity for calves. Proclivity for calves. Say that. Proclivity for proclivity for calves. Proclivity for calves. Proclivity for calves. No, 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 no. So, Dave, a little story. So, our friend Sila who is uh, American Samoan, he has these calves that Jason cannot shut up about. <laughs> and I will, they, okay. they, are, they are impressive. I mean, it's, they, they are probably as big as Jason's thigh. Wow. And he can, like, wow. he makes normal pants look like calf pants. Calf pants. So, <laughs> so Jason, one day we're driving along and Jason's just going on and on about his calves. He will not shut up about his calves. 
It was forever. <laughs> it was an eternity. It was an eternity talk. of calf talk. And then your name came up, and he's like, and then there's Dave. And it was just like, and Dave has these incredible calves. And, and then Dave, just, and then it went, no, no, Dave just has incredible legs. I mean, his legs are just legs, amazing. Man. All right, look, look. It's I'm, all those ballet classes. Look, I'm a personal trainer. I, 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 I know good genetics when I see it. And the calf. Let's talk about the muscle of the calf. It's a have or have not situation. You either have it or you don't. You either have the genetics or you don't. If you don't have the genetics, you can intelligently train your calves till the cows go, come home. But you'll never have as amazing calf. So Dave here, dude. You're hiking a lot. You're hiking all. First of all, you're hiking all the time. Yeah. So that's like making it worse. And he wears shorts everywhere. Dude, diamond cut, a triangular from the frontal view. Like, <laughs> man. And let me tell you something about Sila. That Diamonds of gold. Those Polynesian genetics, man. He has cankles. He does not have a calf or an ankle. They're cankles. Wow. The muscle belly is so long, it goes right into his ankle. There's no delineation. Wow. It's insane. And literally the circumference of like someone's upper leg. I, I couldn't believe it. I literally had to take a picture of it. I'm kind of obsessed. I'm obsessed with calves as well they're, they're, because it's a. It's like you said. It's a have or have not. You got and, them and or you I, don't. And I have not. Right. I. I for the for the listener. Uh, you know, I'm a tall ectomorphic guy. I'm, I'm Abe Lincoln over here. I got long, <laughs> spindly legs. You know, but this guy, he's mesomorphic. These calves, like at rest, they're like, you know, heart shaped. Man. Yeah, it's it's blessed. all the ballet classes. You're blessed, and all I just ballet? I work out all the time. I mean, I'm fifty. No, I'm fifteen. Wow. I'm fifty nine in two want, days. Get the fuck out of here! I want to ask 59, you. Fifty nine. Yeah. What, what's your? You're fifty nine. Yeah, in two days. Get the fuck out. Yeah, of here. but I, you know, I've no, always... no, 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 bro. Seriously, forty nine. Right? Like, take a decade off. Whatever your age is, yeah. shave a decade well, thank off. thank you. No, no, shave a whole decade off. Thanks. You're also very youthful and buoyant. Right? Yeah, I, I guess a like personality. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. You don't seem to change. You're you're fit. You've always been fit. Yeah. What the hell? I like to work out. Well, I've always liked the gym. That's something, you know, you get yeah. people who say, I wish I could go to the gym, work out like you. And I'm like, well, it's not a, it's a thing I like to it's do. It's not a I, chore I, when you like no, it. No, it's like I get to go yeah. this morning. I got up and I was like, oh, my buddy canceled on hiking this morning. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, great. I'll just go it's do a, my Pilates class. Because it's, I got to do something. Where, what did you do through Corona? You know, because I did, I, and that was another thing I said. I was going to come out of Corona weighing less than I did and not that weight is important, but uh, I'm slow. 59. And so, yeah. you know, I drink or something, it goes straight to the belly. You know, everything goes, I don't gain yeah. it anywhere else. It's all in the belly. And I, I didn't want that to happen. So I did, uh, I did a lot of Pilates online because my studio oh, wow. offered an online thing that you could do that. So I just kept doing that. And Shelly and I walked every day and we hiked a ton because you're, lo- you're you looking could be svelte, man. You're looking yeah. good. Yeah. I, yeah. So I just, I worked out. I like to work and out. And you work out always. It's good for you. Always man. love good. to work out. Yeah. So speaking of looking svelte, you also have a certain Instagram page that oh, highlights <laughs> highlights the base. What do you the derriere? The derriere. Oh Le my derriere. god! Here we go. Now I'm going to get in so trouble. So the base. So this is where this is why we wanted to talk about. You know, so if you are a student of Dave's or a former student of Dave's or a colleague of Dave's, there's no judgment here. You know, Instagram approved. Okay. I've only been There's, shut down once. Shut down once. I've only it's been all shut good. down It's all good. I'm sweating right now. It's all good. <laughs> and and it, there's no there's no pubic hair. <laughs> because Dave is hairless. He's That's a hairless ape. I got ape. shut down the first time. <laughs> He's a hairless ape. I mean, seriously. I mean, smooth as a baby's oh my God. bottom. I am really. sweating right now. I am but tell us sweating. about this page. Oh, God. <laughs> 
What an intro. I think you, you have to now. There's no oh, choice. Shit. So we go hiking. Um, I'm going to need your at my, page. What oh, at yeah, what? <laughs> my wife is a really good photographer. Uh-huh. And she likes my derriere. Sure. So we go in the mountains. There's no one there. So we might like, I might like, you know, just... Get a, picture get a couple pictures. Maybe there is or maybe not. There isn't there a modeling be, session. Or there might be 800 pictures <laughs> in my file. Yeah, there might be. I don't know. It might be 900. I'm not sure. But it's it's definitely <laughs> over 700. <laughs> to commemorate every hike. Every hike is special. Every hike is different. Just so like, like there yeah, he is. It's, every, every view is different. So <laughs> I understand. I understand. So this so is on during it. during Rona, I thought let's start putting these on you know on the Insta because I saw some other guys that like were naked hikers and so I have naked connected hikers. with world around the world around the world the international naked hiker yeah there's a whole network of oh you my people. gosh it's amazing I I can go anywhere around the world and have a free place to stay <laughs> because of your ass shots and my ass nature? shots yeah. But I'm talking. I mean, it's not just. It's not just that. It's like these are other guys in. I'm cheap. I'm cheapening it. I'm talking. London, Russia, Italy, uh, Switzerland. I I cannot believe every Japan. What's this called? What's this called? It's organization. This secret butt organization. It's it's everybody's pages are called something different, but we're all the same. We're all just naked hikers. It's called naked hikers. No, it's not. Everybody's. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. thing, And so you find each other. Yeah, there's. It's. It's not. There's no. they're like anarchists. There's no yeah. actual organization to <laughs> exactly. it. They just all have the a similar philosophy about how you should or could, could, not should, yeah. but could do hiking. Yeah. <laughs> to I'm convene a, with nature. I'm going to need your Instagram handle. I will give it to you. I don't know if I can give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you want to become really famous? Give it right now. <laughs> it's, it's a... Yeah, the other 28 listeners will yeah, right. uh, you'll, you'll gain 28 followers. <laughs> you want real fame, David Schmidt? I only have 1,500. I could use We're really more. hoping that we get more fame. You know, guy, if he posted this on his... On, on my his, Instagram, the guys on would his listen. Instagram? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. These are nice guys, too. It's great. It's a really great community. Thinking of possibilities, you're going to have to put this in your story. Like, look, listen to this podcast. I do this podcast. And I will. You, I will put fame it and fortunes are like, unlike you've never dreamed of. <laughs> I know it sounds like the temptations of the devil, but I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Oh, my God. All I'm asking for is your soul. Come on. It's so funny. It's a a blast. I have a blast with it. Shelly. I love it. Shelly, like, edits the pictures before I put them on. It sounds like there's production value. It's like good content, man. It's just good content. (laughs) We're starting. The world's starved for good content. Star for good yeah. content. It's so wholesome. <laughs> this has been amazing, and it's getting late. I don't want to take up too much of your time. So, in summation, to close, I want some words of wisdom from you. What? Yeah, I know the eye roll, but stick with me here. What do you want to tell our listeners if there's anyone out there, say, struggling to uh, face their identity, struggling to be themselves, struggling to come out of anything, or if there's some, some music advice, anything? I want your words to live by yeah i mean the because we were talking earlier about how things have changed i mean and things can still change still need to change but you're talking about you know younger generation looking at the older guys going you know with their opinions about the older generation and uh them not knowing exactly that they do stand on your shoulders and you also being in higher education 
and seeing how that's changing and seeing all the students come through that. And I guess, yeah, what would you say to a student that's really looking to find themselves? You know, this is partly vulgar and it's partly... IPA. <laughs> yes. Aren't they both vulgar? International phonetic alphabet because the word fuck starts with a fricative, has an uh, which in American is very pleasant in the American mouth, uh, and ends with a plosive. So fuck is a great word in the English language. So fuck. what I always tell my students is you've got to learn to say fuck it. <laughs> just either fuck you or fuck it. You've just got to like get it out and be yourself. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do anything. If someone tells you you can't do something, man, fuck you. Fuck them and fuck I'm gonna it. I'm going to do it. I, you know, just, you got to say that. And, and it, it, whether it's literal or in your head, you got to like, and get on with your life and be what you are and who you are. You can't let anyone stop you. Because I did for years let people stop me and that's not good. So uh, once I made that switch to fuck you, I just, all of a sudden <laughs> I'm like, I'm able to, do anything I want to do. And the world opened up. It just opened up to me. Everything opened up. I, all my dreams and hopes came true. You know, teaching at a university, music, what I love was a dream of mine forever. And when I finally said, fuck it, I just went and I did it. And not let, I didn't let anybody get in my way. So don't let anybody get in your way, ever. Holy shit. I think we just got the title of the episode. Fuck it. Fuck it. it. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> and I really wanted you to sink into that frickative Fuck it. Fuck it. Man, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Or for, for the, the Utah rated version, don't let anyone stand in your way. You know. yeah. Frick it. Frick, Frick it. it. <laughs> Fudge it. Fudge it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, fuck, Dave. This has been fun. Thanks. I love, you move me, man. I love that. Oh, thanks. David Schmidt is a world-renowned pedagogue, pedagogist, a singing teacher, professor, our professor, and... Uh, naked hiker and who I'm proud to call my friends. So thank you for uh, spending time with some schmohawks like us. Farrah, what do you want to tell this guy? Thanks. (laughs) Until next time, fuck it, everybody. Fuck it and thank you for listening. Fuck off. (laughs) That was great.